podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Everybody, Russ and my hammers eleven. Hope you're all safe and well. That's very, very important at the moment. Um, if you're new channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon, uh, and also, you know, time's going to be, you know, we know time's going to be a bit tougher than you know, coming up next few months. Um, there's a lot of people worse off than us, um, and so we're still doing our charity drive for the new and food banks or the iron supporting food banks group. So if you've got any spare cash, then donate to justgiving.com/slash/crowdfunding/slash/ironsupportingfoodbanks. But it's all on Twitter anyway. But you know, anything we can do now because it's going to times are going to be tougher, particularly for the iron supporting food banks guys, because a lot of their stuff they do you know, the, the buckets during the games. And obviously we're not going to, we don't have anyone to have gone Christmas at least. So um, if we could do to help out would be great. Um, today's guest. Now we've had, we've had Will, we, we had Jim, we had James. And so it, it's, it's the, it's the, the third pillar of the, uh, we are West Ham podcast. It's taken a while, but we've <laughs> got there eventually. It's Mr. Tom Edwards. Hi Tom, how you doing man? Very good, thanks, mate. You should have said saving the best till last. That was my game plan all along. Yeah, yeah. Too much thinking to do. Too much thinking, mate. I've had to put it off and put it off. Just, just got to think about it too much. That's what I mean. It's too important. It's a a too important opportunity to put your eleven together. But uh, anyway, how are you, man? You've been busy, I know. Yeah, all good, thank you, mate. Yeah, busy with the podcast. That's picking up this year. We're trying to do a bit more on uh, on all the socials and everything. So we've been doing that job all stuff like that trying to get as much freelance work as i can at the minute but everyone same as everyone it's a bit tough out here so you just got to take what you're given but um all good mate can't complain i'm all healthy my fam's all all right so uh no complaints my end except uh still big egg big egg next to west ham's name in the points tally that's the only issue it is but you know we seem to be uh, you know we've done we do better not playing because like you know we we've, we go up more places when we don't seem to play <laughs> football it's, it's makes those we like we like it's like woo 16th and how but yeah no it's uh it, but hopefully i mean you know mm. you imagine you imagine with the with the cup games and obviously you know you, you would think it'd bring some momentum obviously the arsenal game was good wasn't it i mean it's better mm. obviously we still lost yeah, sure. we still lost but it was better mm. and it was it, 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 it had parallels of just before we went into um, lockdown, wasn't it? Because we had that Arsenal game, the Liverpool game, mm-hmm. where we should have got some in, and then it, it kicked in. Yeah. I, I, I fancy us now um, uh, against Wolves. I do. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It makes no logical sense, mm-hmm. but I do fancy us against Wolves on uh, on Sunday now. Yeah, same. I uh, I actually doing this bet way bet we do for our for our podcast. We raised money in my bet this weekend, West Ham to win. I, I'm with you. I thought. It was a lot of positive against Arsenal. It was literally Jekyll and Hyde going from Newcastle where we looked like a team who had no hope whatsoever yeah. in the division to a team against Arsenal who really hurt them. We looked really good going forward. We created so many chances. I thought the front three, sorry, Bowen in particular, gets in so many good positions. I'm just crying out for him to just call head like he was at Hull and just put one away because I think when the next one comes, he'll, he'll start picking up and hit some form because... He gets in so many good positions, and I think the big difference for us is we're just struggling to put the chances we get away. And I think once, as soon as that starts happening, we'll, there's no reason why we can't hit a bit of good form and start putting some results together because we can beat anyone. We've shown that we can, and that's the thing we can. I mean, it's it's, it's again, there's a lot of parallels to when to the whole sort of when we restarted as well. You know, we we played Wolves, and we looked mm. like a team that hadn't played together for years. And then the Tottenham game, we played a bit better. And then came Chelsea. 
Mm. And, and and so you know and i can see it's i can see the wheels turning a little bit i really mm. can and i think you know the carabao cup stuff is giving some i mean it's i mean that that chart and not the chart game the whole game that's mm. that's probably the best football i've seen us play for ages yeah well, it was it was liquid at times yeah um i know it was against hull but still doesn't matter you know and i think you know and i, I like um mm. and i just think with some of the boys some of the youngsters as well um I mean, the right back was brilliant. I just thought he was. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Really he was good. Brilliant. Um, He's really technical as well. I'm surprised I hadn't heard much about him. Usually, I, I hear about. Either. Oh yeah, usually you tend to hear about these academy mm-hmm. blokes that are coming through and they look sharp like a less we've heard a bit about for years. Baptiste obviously played in the friendlies, yeah. Coventry, but he sort of sprung out of nowhere and he looked so, yeah. so, so good yesterday. So technical on the ball. He looked like he didn't mind the challenge. Good one on one. Good pace. I think he's one. I'm. I'm definitely keep my eye out on. He's. I think he's got. Called up to Scotland under twenty ones this week today as well. So wow, wow. yeah, because there was because he was he was a Chelsea boy, weren't he? And yeah, um, and he signed obviously pro with us, and he and there was a number of clubs after him as well. So, but yeah, yeah I know. It, but you know, I mean, you get it. I mean, you know, as well as anyone else, you know, when when a pl- you know a player when he comes on, he just came on. He just seemed mm. to be a good player. It's just the mm. way he held held himself. I mean, even when he came for those five minutes against Charlton, you could mm. see his intent is to bomb forward, and yeah. we've, and he's got a great touch on him, and he didn't. And he's dynamic, he's, isn't he? Yes, he's quite really strong, dynamic. Quick, he's well built. I'd, I definitely, I'd like to see a few more of these youngsters get a go, particularly whilst we, it looks like we may not sign anyone. I think there's no reason why we can't expect one or two to come out of nowhere and maybe do what Ngakia did. I know sadly he's not there anymore, yeah. but just spring in and make a difference to the team immediately. You've got a good academy side. Yeah, no, we do. I mean, we do. You know, even mm. 18s. I mean, you know, I interviewed Kevin King. And he was like, yeah, we've got some great players in the 18s mm. as well. And and I think it's not a case of, you know, but I think it's a case that we need to as well because we don't mm. know, as we know what's happening, what's happened during that, that cult, yeah. the, the preparation to the to the whole game. Um, moments notice. I mean, that's that was more impressive mm. for me was, was his performance, was the fact that he was on the bench and yeah. he wasn't intent. So you know, you would imagine. And I think Gonzo did a video about it the other day. You know, he he wasn't uh, intended to play, so he wasn't probably involved in mm. all this. He was on the opposition side, you know. And then he's yeah. like, right, okay, you're in. You're playing right back, and you're off you go. And he's like, but he just went with it. And a moment's notice, we know that people can get, mm. you know, contract it, and they're off. And exactly. you know, we need the backup players to be playing. And it was nice to see a few of the youngsters playing. And um, mm. And, and long may it continue, because I think, it, it, you know, and it, again, it's one of those things with West Ham, you know, the youngsters, you know, they're going to put a shift in because they want to impress and, mm. you know, they might want to go to another club eventually, but you know, you know, West Ham they will, they will but, want to go. <laughs> but it's, um, it just makes, uh, it's just great to see. And I think it's mm. encouraging. Um, and I think that's what everyone came out of that, that whole game with was mm. an encouraging sign. And um, yeah, and poor, totally Mr. Mo- poor Mr. Not Moyes will be, can't do yeah. it for ten days now, bless him. But uh, yeah, it reminds me of when we um when we when we had Avram Grant as our manager, and it was over Yom Kippur, and he couldn't attend the Stoke City. Stoke game. Way, yeah, you're right. One all, and he one. was in a and he was in a and he was in a hotel in Stoke, and 
the video guy we worked with, a guy called Lloyd, he was the the go-between. So he was on the phone. He was with Grant, and he was on the phone relaying. Because obviously, as part of the culture, yeah. you can't do any work. And so he wasn't doing any yeah. work. He was making suggestions. You know, you know, they found a yeah, way. Yeah, they, got yeah. ra- they got the rabbi in to make sure it was okay as well. But he was like, and it was, I can imagine that's going to happen now. And it's going to yeah. be like... That's that's a comic that's a comedy series already, you know. Face yeah, more time. Yeah, the and... on the FaceTime. All yeah, FaceTime. What? Yeah. You upside down? Yeah. What? I've got a call coming through. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, it's a Domino's free offer. Yeah, Domino's Typical. offer me twenty. Yeah, so it's going to be quite funny. I'm sure Canning Town Len will get it. He's going to do a little video about that soon. <laughs> not, I might text him. It might help. Anyway, um, but you know, it doesn't matter. You know, we're, mm. we're still in the Premier League, and you know, the boys did the business last season, and we'll see what happens, innit? Mm, exactly, mate. It's not exactly. There's a long way to go. There's a lot of winnable games, not in the next five or six, but over the course of the but, season. But West Ham, they may be. That's the thing. Like yeah. everyone, that's the thing. Everyone wrote off. He goes, oh, you know, even even Trev, even Sinks was on a talk sport today saying, oh, we're not going to get the first. Realistically, you're not going to get a first point until mm. November. But actually, Trev, you know more than anyone that. Arsenal, mm. Tottenham, these are the games that West Ham turn up at. If we it's had true. a whole, if we had seven games and we played like Sheffield United, West Brom, Leeds, Southampton, you know, I wouldn't fancy us in most of those yeah, games. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, we come out worse than we, we went this time. We don't turn up. No, we don't. We don't. This season, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I've got a feeling though against Arsenal is the best performance we'd had, obviously, for a long time. And United at the back end of last season. So we play well against the big sides. There's always a West Ham where you're right. And we do. The Wolves in Leicester games, I'm a bit worried about because they're the type of teams who turn us over with. Yeah. Very little effort. But then I think, well, you know, and this will this will go out before the Wolves game anyway, so we don't look mm. stupid. Um, but uh, I mean, the, I mean, uh, I mean, the first half, particularly a City game, Wolves looked a bit all over the place, to be honest. And I think mm. then they sort of get got into the groove a little bit. But um, but then they just spent 37 million on a right back today. Of course, they have um, yeah, there, isn't it? And obviously, Gareth Bale's first game potentially is against West Ham. He'll um, get at least two, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's the West Ham way, Tom. Yeah, exactly. It's the West Ham way. Anyway, he says, nine minutes into the interview, the first question. Um, why is West Ham your club, Tom? Why are you a West Ham fan? Oh, it's a good one, that, mate. It's... Actually, a weird one. My old man uh, was uh, sadly lived in Manchester before, and he moved down here when I was uh, very young. He was a glory hunting United fan. Uh, he was yeah. there when they won the '65 European Cup, whenever it was. And um, he was a he mad into his football. He wanted me to be a West, but be a football fan. And his best mate, huge West Ham fan, and he started taking me from the age of three because um, he wanted me to go watch live football. Old man put me up to season tickets. So I ended up that way. Mum helped me get into it. She was from London. She's from this area. So, yeah, mate, just one of them ones. And I actually, well, I, I wish he did. And I wish I was United fan and won titles. But uh, no, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I, it's definitely made me love it forever. Like, it's a big thing to be able to go watch it live. And I think that was a really good thing he did. Cool. Yeah, it was good. That's really cool that he didn't sort of, like, impose... Mm. The, the, well, not, yeah, oppose the, yeah, yeah, so you have to, you know, we've had, we've had people on here before who have said, oh, that, I said, what about your kids? No, they want to be West Ham. You know, one, one of them yeah. said at nine, they wanted to be a Liverpool fan. And I said, okay, well, where are you moving to? Um, and stuff <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, cool. and, uh, I mean, like my daughter, bless her, she ain't got a chance, but she's only eight, she doesn't know any difference. Yeah, my, my kids, 
won't have a chance, mate. I'll no. make sure I'll be in West Ham bibs. They'll be they'll be head to yeah. toe. They'll be, they'll oh, is that? Oh, yeah. My daughter was three days old. She was in the playoff trophy. Yeah, of course she was. So, yeah. so she never she had a chance. But um, and and I th- but it's character building. I think it's character building, yeah. Tom. You, you know what I mean? It. It's like yes, yes, Man United. You know, won you know the Ferguson years yeah. and you know and obviously Pep and Klopp and you know yeah you can turn over teams four nil every week, but. You just you know, then you just assume in life you're going to get everything that comes to you. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Whereas we fight hard for those, you know, three-two victories against Chelsea. Yeah, or... the best mate. That's what you live for. And they're going yeah. up north for a stinky one-nil win away at Stoke. Mark Noble pen something like that. That's they mean a lot. That they're the absolute pinnacle of your uh, of your weekend of your month when you're up there and you see a game like that with your best mates around you and it means a lot. So, mate, I, yeah, like I said, wouldn't change it for the world. Any success we do have in the future will mean 10 times more than anything they've had. So, yeah, that is totally true. That is totally true. But I like you said, but you said if the success we not the yeah. when, but yes, when. there's always that if yeah. you know, when, yeah. when, you're, when your war chant song is about things fading and dying, you've already set yourself up for a fall, but uh, Here we are. Yeah, but that's been a West Ham fan. And I think that's why we're, we're such a unique bunch of fans. I, th- I really mm. do. And doing, I mean, you know, doing the podcast, you know, you talk to fans from other, other clubs mm. as well. But, you know, for this, you know, I get I get messages from Tottenham fans, Arsenal fans, you know, all saying, you know, we, we love, you know, it's just, I, I, know it's, mm. I know it's not my club, but we watch it because we, you guys are just so different. You know, you just have this, and it's true, you know. You know, in th- we sh- you know, if you put it on paper, why are we a West Ham fan? We haven't won bugger all for yeah how many years. Um, we always moan about everything about the mo yeah the, the stadiums, or we moan about the owners or whatever, or the players we bought. But still, the next game, well, when we everyone's football, there. Sixty thousand, you know, that's the same as me. I'll get home on a Saturday night yeah. and I'll be pissed off. My wife and I'm, my wife and daughter know we've lost because I'm not happy. I'll delete series link off the Sky Q. Match the day, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, do you want to refresh the day? Just no, no, okay. Not today. Um, and then, like Sunday, I won't buy the news. The, the news, of the world gone. The, the sun on Sunday. Mm. So I go on to read the report. Monday morning, right? Okay, we got the weekend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, mate. You're already ready to go, and you're already thinking in your head. You convince yourself on the Monday, no chance this weekend. By Thursday, Friday, you're thinking, who's scoring two or three win chance. West Ham yeah. today? I got a chance. Yeah, you got yeah. a chance. And obviously now, guy, with your your betway bet you got a sort of, yeah. you know you've got you got a reason for doing it i'm now, attached to it now yeah you, you are attached to it so um who are you who's your charity my chest is isla's fight so uh I'll shout, yeah. And I, yeah very lucky to to be helping out whatever little way i can and hopefully actually get a few uh big winners in and make betway pay out and uh own some money because yeah what what a cause all three of us are representing good west End causes so yeah. it yeah, it's a good thing. Very, we're we're lucky and excited for that this season. Mate. Yeah, it's really really cool. It's really mm. really cool. It's nice to do so. Uh, it sounds it's really corny, but it's nice to do something for charity because it's like yeah. it just makes something you can where you feel what, what you're doing. You know, particularly you guys, what you're mm. doing when you're doing the podcast is can make actually a difference rather than three blokes yeah. or two blokes here just chatting about football. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. it can make some money for somebody who's less worth. You know, that's exactly, less, yeah, mate. and that's um, that's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Right. Um, do you remember your first game at Upton Park? I do remember it. It was uh, 2001-2 season. It was We won 2-1 against Bolton, Steve Lomas and Ian Pearce, I think, in the last minute header. Massive fan. And Ricketts scored for them. I, I went, my uncle, obviously, said my dad was from up north. He was a Bolton fan and he was in the Bolton end. I was in the West Ham end. Uh, I was in the programme, had one of the pictures of me in the hat and everything, that favourite player. Do you remember that that little section? Um 
Yeah, mate, I remember it so well somehow, but at least we won that day. So that's maybe jinxed me into it and gave me the yeah. what West Ham would be about. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all going to be these 2 1 victories over exactly. Yeah, I, I was thinking about the other day, actually, my first game. So I remember my game, my first game very well. And then I remember for a period, for some reason, I thought, I thought mm. it was a really good idea to wear, like, a, a, I wore this stupid hat, which was like a two-foot-tall hat. I can't remember, it's a bit like a, you know, like those sort of Uncle Sam videos, you know, your country needs you. And yeah, all those yeah. Stupid, I had one of them, and it was like a claret and blue one with, like, West Ham, like, really crudely, like, printed on by the end of the season it was just like am like <laughs> but it's like yeah and i just like I, and no one ever complained about me wearing this stupid hat the bloke and behind I, you is probably happy you couldn't see much of the game well <laughs> yeah yeah to be honest i was probably doing him a favor to be yeah fair. but yeah oh god yeah stupid it's like when you see like my daughter when we used to go to the club shop she'd always pick up like the hats and it's like oh yeah oh no but actually that You're was me that. that was me yeah, of course it was. I've got to find a picture of it now. It's really embarrassing, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but you're right. It's it, you, you don't forget your first game, and I, there's no. no one I've spoken to who who have said, "Oh yeah, I saw my first game," and uh, yeah, then didn't bother afterwards. No, it, yeah. once you're in, you're, you're in. in, aren't you? Once you exactly. see that time, and it must be nice because obviously you you know as you said with your, your uncle and stuff like that, and you know your mum coming from that area. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's more about the fact, and you said also like going with your mates and your older. And yeah. then you can go with your mates, don't have to go with your parents. And it's the first exactly. time you can swear properly and go away yeah, to away trips. Yeah. That's what I think. I think, you know, if one thing comes out of all this, it's how much football needs fans. You know, some it comes mm. so it's become so full of money and stuff that, you know, I think the fans are the last are the people who always get you know, people don't think of the the, the last thing on the agenda is of what course, the fans yeah. think. But I just think People, you know, it's true. I mean, are you a crowd noise on or off person with oh, music? I, I tend to be on. I just feel like I need some form of atmosphere. When I yeah. flick over and I was watching, whichever, I think it was Villa, um, Sheffield United, was it? And I was watching oh, and it was just yeah, a yeah. dead boring game with no noise. And I thought, <laughs> why is this even worse than usual? And it was just no noise. I'm a big foot. I watch any game. I love it. But, um, yeah, I just couldn't get into the game. I couldn't really sit there and concentrate on my phone. But when you put noise on something... At least there's a little bit of life to it. And it's just a shame that there's no real real fans in there because, yeah, I miss it. I miss going on the Saturdays, as we all do. But soon enough, soon enough, we'll be back there. And uh, Yeah, it's something you can tell your grandkids about. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's a story, was, at least. Yeah, it is. It is a story. But, um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's um, it's like when I'm when I'm at the ground, I, I miss it so I miss because I, I can't hear anything usually because mm. um, but I can hear rumblings. I know it's loud because my floor vibrates because it's all made <laughs> of steel. My box is all made of steel, so it vibrates yeah. really badly, which is why they never used it at the Olympics because they bought this massive, they built this massive mm. steel thing for the Olympics, and then they realised when they had eighty thousand fans in there that it, it it wobbled so much they couldn't get the camera on. Like, so yeah, so it's like yeah. sixty seventy grand worth of steel there. Um, Anyway, we digress. Um, and so, yeah, I miss it so much that I have to put mm. on one of the YouTube watch-alongs. Really? Just to have a bit something. of something. And then yeah. I just... Because obviously I'm there and I'm about three yeah, minutes yeah. in front of everyone else. So I'll be like, say, goal! And they'll be like, what? Yeah. Oh, Russ has fucking scored it again. <laughs> Thanks, Cheers, Russ. Yeah. Thanks, Cheers, Russ. Okay, but for who? Okay, yeah, but... Um, you know, I, I do miss it. I do miss it a lot. I just mm -hmm. think it's it's nice. As you, I mean, I look there and you can just see like a sea of fans, and you see how intent they look at the game. Yeah, and you, it's just yeah, it's 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 sad that we we're yeah, not it's there. It's a big but part of culture. It's a big part it's of huge, uh, isn't it? 
but yeah, but West Ham's a, like yeah, a family club. It's East London. You tend to be from there or have some connection to the area or community club. And it's just, yeah, uh, yeah so it means a lot for a lot of people. And it's a shame that, that we can't be going as it is for every football fan. But just can't wait, mate, to be stuck in there and uh, hurling a bit of abuse to the West Ham players, I'm sure, after a 3-0 loss at home. But you wouldn't change it. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. And then, and actually, I think to be honest, in some ways, it's probably benefited a lot of the players because they haven't had yeah. sixty thousand people booing exactly. them. You know, it's like you know where you moaning you know, every touch. Yeah, or, or they done them, and it's like oh, ah, shit. Exactly. And then like next second, like you know, they, they're they're already tense, whereas they're a bit more relaxed. And yeah, um, you got that the other day, that's for sure. Anyway, 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 let's move on to eleven because on, you know because it's basically you know to remove this this fourth wall. Um, you know, Tom. Tom's a bit of a wheeler dealer. He's sort of a red nap esque <laughs> type manager. You know, even last minute he was trying those last minute deals. So that proper, you know, I mean, not you know, obviously proper proper Jim White moment. But Jim White when he was when he was at Sky Sports, not not <laughs> Talk Sport Jim White. Um, uh, you know, those last minute deals can they happen? And so Tom's been um, putting his eleven together. So um, the only rule is that you have to be alive to a scene and play. That's yeah. the only rule. Um, so formations, whatever you want, it, it's all cool. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll and it can be who and it's whoever you want to pick. It doesn't have to be the mm-hmm. best players, your favourite players, worst players, whatever. Um, let's start off in goal because that's probably the easiest. Yeah. I, I would hope. Yeah, in goal for me was pretty. I think it's the most straightforward one. Rob Green. I think yeah. he had to go for me in my lifetime. I think. He's just, but the the great escape season. He was phenomenal. He saved brilliant save in the playoff final at nil nil to keep Matt Phillips. Like he's, he was a good keeper for us. Um, said a lot of time England keeper. I think his career's tarnished by uh, obviously that mistake in the World Cup. But he was a it's great keeper. One mistake in it. One mistake. Yeah, it's a shame. Goalies are the worst. You know, you, you make a mistake, you cost your team a game, and that's it. Your confidence, but no, having no confidence to keep as well must be horrible. But he was mm. he was brilliant on his day. He was one of the best shot stoppers I think in the league. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it was interesting as well because we we interviewed Jimmy Jimmy Walker the other day, and he was talking about goalkeepers. Mm. That was a, he was around during Greeno, um, and mm. he went, yeah, and he he actually picked him for his team. Um, yeah, and I should probably say that because that's going to come out after your. It doesn't matter anyway. It's spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone gives a Teaser. shit. Like everyone gives a shit. But basically, <laughs> he was saying that um, that. Obviously, at the time, him and Roy Carroll, Roy Carroll was by far a better goalkeeper technically, but Greeno mm. was just like a model professional and would literally yeah. train. Like, they would be off, you know, you know, they'd be Carroll mm. and Walker would be off after training, you know, going into Epping or, or wherever, mm. enjoying, enjoying one on five or whatever. Um, <laughs> maybe, a bit, maybe a bit too much by Jimmy's admission. Um, and uh, yeah, considering he lived down the road as well. They played worse. like it as well. They played like it as well. So. Even, even worse. Well, I said, where did you live in? When I lived in Epping. I went, oh my God, like literally around the corner from 195. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so he said, but Greeno and, and Ludo would literally be there for like an hour and a half doing one-on-ones, all one-on-ones, one-on-ones, one-on-ones. Mm, and mm. obviously that Arsenal game that everyone talks about where he had oh, so many him. one-on-ones was the Friday that he was training for two hours before like after it's doing no these one-on-ones. There's no yeah. coincidence with things like that. He, yeah, what keep, what, yeah, those games and the big games against the top, even the United games, brilliant. Just really was a top keeper on his day. I loved them. But it's something about West Ham goalkeepers, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it is where you know it was like Ludo. Yeah, Ludo was like, I mean, my granddad used to call him Loopy Ludo. You know, he had his he had his faults, Ludo, the mm. 
But he would have a worldie. It would always be against Man United. And you think, fuck, why can't he? And it's like the same as West Ham in general, the whole yeah. team. Why can't they do this? Why can't they be the team yeah. that beats Chelsea every week? And it just... But we, but we don't know when it's going to turn up. We that's know that, t- yeah. that team will turn up three or four times a season. Exactly. That's why you have to watch each game. Because you don't <laughs> sure, know. every minute as well. Like Norwich last year. Norwich, we never beat Norwich at Carrow Row. And then we turned yeah. them over 4-0. Like, they were just like, you know, National Animals. League. They team. came out the flying out the gates that week as well. Oh, it was mental. So much so that, you know, the AI crowd booed them off the pitch at yeah, half time brilliant, that. which is like you know you're not performing you've well had a you get, yeah absolutely yeah. brilliant right anyway Greeno's in goal yeah. um, you go for the team as you want Tom in the way I'll go you. I'll go left back I'll sure. go left back now which was Koncheski I picked Paul Koncheski obviously because of um, fond memories I was at the cup final he was a big part of that team obviously yeah. scored in that game it, yeah, it was quite close on this because him and Cresswell, I think if Cresswell's form was a bit better recently, in my lifetime, you would probably have had a decent shout at yeah. being there, particularly for the 15-16 year because he was brilliant. That was my favourite mm-hmm. season. So his form last few years probably let him down, but Kincheski, I'm quite happy yeah. with him. Yeah, top, top bloke. Great player, great left yeah. foot. Yeah, lovely bloke. And it was a cross. Yeah, it was, was it? Of course yeah. it was. Yeah. Literally, he's like, <laughs> I mean, come on, come on, right. Yeah. He went, he went... I know you can ask me. <laughs> was it? Was yeah. it Ross? And he went, Do you know what, Russ? He's like, if I if I'd done it like now, I would say it's a goal. Because nowadays people score the most incredible yeah. goals now. I mean you think that I mean you're probably gonna pick him like but but that like, Payette free kick. Yeah, you know, they they're they're unbelievable. And he went, it, I didn't mean, it was meant to be a cross. I was like, ha, ha, that's it. And, you know, and he's like, bless him. But, uh, yeah, a top guy. And obviously mm. still involved in the club, you know. He's a West Ham man as well, isn't he? He's a, was he a fan when he was young? Massive hammer. Yeah. Came from Barking. Massive yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Um, he was at the, um, he was at the playoffs. Yeah. Um, because then he was hoping that West Ham had gone up because he wanted to leave Charlton. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. And funny enough, Jimmy, Jimmy Walker was at the previous year's playoffs and wanted to be... <laughs> because that's he wanted way to, in. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how you get in. I should have turned up at... Yeah, exactly. ...with my boots and just like, yeah. jingled them over. I might bring one Sunday. I might get a game now. I think may as well, else. mate. We might need you. Off for something different in the final third. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, top, top guy. And um, and what was... I can't remember what I was going to say. But anyway, yeah, he was... He was uh, yeah, West Ham man. But I would say he looks at the moment. He's he does obviously. I think he's assistant out manager at Billericay, but he yeah. does. He looks after all the loans up okay, to yeah. the West Ham loans. So yeah. um, like Dan Kemp involved. and people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. So it's really cool. And he, he's that's cool. I didn't know that. Absolutely no, me neither. Um, I, I, I knew because he was under. I think he was under 15s coach for a while as well. Yeah, but um, no, top guy. Right, okay. Yeah. in. Who's next, man? I'll do the centre halves as a bit. I got um, Winston Reid first and uh, Repka next to him. So they're my two at the back. Yeah, right. I think Reid, Reid, for me, is the best centre back I've seen play for us. I know it's not saying much with some of the talent we've had there, but he is. He was brilliant. On his first season up, he won Hammer of the Year when we came up on Allardyce. He scored massive goals for us. Millwall, Spurs, last goal at Upton Park, obviously. He's just, uh, he'll always sort of be intertwined with the club 10 years. He served. I think if his injuries didn't plague him the way he did, I think we'd have been an even better side. Well, not even better. We've been a much better side over the last five, six years because he was so instrumental for us for when he was fit and firing. He's a brilliant centre-half. Had it all. Yeah, he, he was. I think the best thing, best thing that happened to him 
was us going down um, yeah. the season after we signed him. Because I think when we signed him, obviously we signed him this big fanfare, you know, yeah. World Cup defender, and it's like New Zealand. Uh, what? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and he wasn't he wasn't great. He was he was okay, but then obviously that championship year, he really. You know, yeah, you know, brilliant. Him and were great. Yeah, yeah, awesome yeah. pairing. But yeah, yeah, Tompkins was also Tompkins had a had a chance at this, but I did uh, I did go for Repka. I felt like yeah. I had to. He's a massive cult. He was probably one of the first cults I saw growing. A cult, you said. Cult figure. Cult. <laughs> That's it. I'm demonetized. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, exactly. Cult figure. Sorry. Yes. See you, LT. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, top man by the looks of it. He loved the club, West Ham. He was. Just a crazy bloke. I just remember watching him fly into a few tackles and just thinking, thank God it's not me. And he was a, yeah, he's a big fan of ours. Will Pugh, obviously, fellow uh, US and Pod, is a bit obsessed with him. So I think I have to squeeze yeah. him in. I think, yeah, I think James put him in his team as well, I think. I yeah, wins Because of Will, yeah. But, uh, do you know, and, and someone like Thomas Repke, you know, it's funny, he comes up so often in conversation. Um, mm. And he just, for a certain age group of of supporters and that's why i like doing these like interviewing mm. older fans and younger fans because like thomas repka wouldn't he wouldn't have had he wouldn't have had so much um screen time if we don't interview people for who are fans since the yeah. 60s and stuff but yeah tommy repka and, and it, obviously what he what he's his career but what he's sort of mm known for now is even better than than when yeah, what, football. What you know what I mean? he's such a West Ham player just yeah, what happens afterwards yeah exactly it couldn't Spine, be one yeah them. exactly was it he's he's done blackmail and his girlfriend yeah blackmail he's in he's actually in prison at the he's minute in prison yeah yeah because exactly. didn't he buy he hires mm. cars and he bought them and he sold them as yeah as and he own. writes books he's been writing books ever since he's been in prison he keeps selling an autobiography every six months just keep coming <laughs> off the gate <laughs> Absolutely nutter. Right, okay. Repka's in. Who's yes, in. right back. I've this was again. We haven't been blessed with too many great ones, but Glenn Johnson. I know it might be a bit of a played oh, fifteen yeah. times for us in the league, but that was my first year as a season ticket holder. Oh two, oh three, and he. I remember just I was just so excited about him, young West Ham guy coming through. Obviously, we did, did we get him? We poached him from another academy when he was younger, or. I can't remember. I don't think so, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, either way, he came through. He was brilliant up and down the pitch. You could tell he was going to have a great career. He's really technical. He was one of the best right-backs in the Premier League for a long, long time, to be fair Mm. to him. And yeah, I just, I couldn't really, I couldn't think of anyone else I could, I'd actually play ahead of him at right-back, really. No, I know what you mean. It's, it's, I mean, we we had like, before your time, we had like, Mm. slightly, slightly. So we had a, you know, it's the Tim Breakers of this world, and we had Judy on the left, and then from then on, mm. fullback's always been a really weird position for us. We've never seemed to have a consistent mm. pair of good fullbacks. There's always one's all right and one's not good, yeah. and vice versa. Um, you would hope with the current crop of youngsters, mm. Johnson on the left and and um, what's his face on the right, um, would be pretty pretty awesome. To right, yeah, it would be. It would um, be. Yeah, so I think it's, uh, and I'm going to have to find his name because I'm, I'm, I keep calling him the person. It's really going to annoy me now because I know his name and it's going to, and it's completely gone out of my head. Uh, uh, Harrison uh, Ashby, that one. Uh, it was Ashby. That was Ashby. Yeah. That's it. I kept calling him the right back, but yeah, Ashby. <laughs> <laughs> the right back's good for him. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. But yeah, um, 
No, yeah, it's just mm. yeah, and I think Glenn. It was unfortunately I had that I had that slight suspicion with Ashby. Now I know I'm going to say it all the time. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not like when you know someone's you don't remember yeah. someone's name and they go. Tom. Yes, Tom. Anyway, Tom. Tom. The thing yeah. about this um, with Ashby. Um, it's, I've got a. It's like you know, with like Glenn Johnson when Glenn Johnson came to see, everyone went, "He's brilliant." But how long we got him until he fucks off? Yeah, and Ngakia is the same. And yeah, yeah, because he, he's so dynamic. He's he's, he's going to stand That's out. It. He's going to stand it, yeah. out. Really, he stood yeah. out from the first. Uh, I missed about the first five minutes, but the first three things yeah. he did were brilliant, and I just thought. Radio, we got players. He's, I mean, I'm, this he's is built becoming, like a fullback. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is becoming like you know an Ashby yeah. appreciation. Episode, yeah, but is. he has a look. He has a look of a good, not just a right back, mm. but like a, a a good right back. Yeah, he does. Do you, know, do you know what he reminds me of? And some people probably he reminds me if people look at Julian Faubert when he first yeah. joined us, he looks a little bit like it yeah. might be the way his legs bow out. Or something. Build, yeah, I didn't spend too long looking at Ashby. I promise you, but he <laughs> has. It's just clicked. He reminds me of a little bit, but anyway, we digress. Glenn mm-hmm. Johnson, yeah, no, I agree. And uh, top guy, top yeah. Guy. And then I'm actually, even though I was giving it a lot of uh, all that, that I was going to change formation I, to fit all the players I want. I've stuck with a four-four-two. So I've got, I'll do my two in the middle. So one of them, which is probably one of the easiest, Scott Parker. Yeah, yeah. just bloody brilliant. Three-time hammer of the year, back to back. What was it? Football Writers Player of the Year. The year we went down. Yeah. Just some player really was. He cared as well. I know, obviously, we don't want to talk about it, but the move to Tottenham was a big shame. But it wasn't. He he, he deserved it. He deserved to be playing top flight. We had a Euro yeah. coming up, which he deserved to start in. And he did. It's the same thing, right? Because it's, it's like, and it really knocks me about, about Scott Parker's legacy at West Ham has mm. been tarnished. But with the whole thing around Mr. Rice, and everyone's saying, oh, yeah, he can go. He can go. Good luck to the lad. Good luck to the lad. Yeah. Where's the what the fuck's the difference with Scott yeah. Parker? You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like you know, if if Declan if Tottenham went and paid eighty million pounds of Declan Rice and he goes to Tottenham, are people going to say, oh no, we can't? Like, you know, it's like fucks. Like, you know, it really, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. do get wound up because also you know, in like the older generation, Martin Peters went to Tottenham from West Ham. Bobby Moore was going to go as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've got stand named yeah. after them uh, after, after Bobby, but Scott Parker in our, our sort of smaller era compared to them, mm. he's you know. He he, you know Brilliant. he. In terms of giving their their all to West Ham, I used to see him literally crawl off the pitch yeah. after the game. You could see even he, he literally hauled us by the scruff of the neck and pulled us through so many important games. Yeah. That Wigan game when he scored that worldie to basically keep us up with Zola, and he's got that famous picture of him celebrating. Yeah, yeah. the Avram Garn season when we were an absolute abomination. He's the only reason we even stayed in touching distance until the last yeah. two three games, and he was just. Really was, and I'm lucky enough to meet him actually once, once or twice. And he's a really top bloke. Like he really yeah. did give a lot of time to people. He kicked a football about with. He just was a lovely bloke. He really was a top man. You got that, didn't you? You got that sense of it after that interview. Yeah. At the you know the the meme that became the streets and yes, absolutely put brilliant. Legend. Um, but he, you see, he's just like an old. He's got very much an old school look about him in terms mm. of how he's. You know, he's he's not. I, I'd like to see him. I wouldn't mind seeing him at West Ham as a manager, future manager. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, no, top guy, top, top guy. Right, okay. Scotty mm. P's in. Scotty P's, P's in this one. I'm still even debating now in my head, but I'm going to go for my heart, which is noble. Yeah. Oh, it's It was a toss-up between 
him and Carrick in the sense that Carrick is one of the best midfielders I've seen for a, 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 maybe a big statement, one of the best English midfielders the last 20 years potentially. I on agree, the totally. And I remember growing up, my dad was a midfielder, whatever, we, we spoke a lot about him. He was so talented on the ball and I, je- I really loved watching his whole career, the way he played, particularly at United, not Tottenham. But for, as a player, he'd be in, but Noble is, is, is probably my most loved player for the whole time I've been a West Ham fan. He's just the definition of loyalty. He cares so much about the club. And he's also, I think some of that sentiment by people just calling him a one-club man takes away how good he was actually as a player and still is it. He had his moment because he's he was a top player for a lot of his career. Yeah, I agree. And and I mean, actually, people say, you know, one-man club. But actually, I, I look at it as, yeah, he's played 500 games for one club. Mm. But he's, he's been under how many managers and they've all exactly. picked him. Do you know what I mean? So I've almost seen it as like eight managers. You know, he's like it's almost like yeah. eight clubs, really, because new club, new manager comes in with their own things. Mark Noble's been a constant in. I mean, for you, he's been yeah. a constant in, in, in almost every game. You know, I honestly forever. think every see except the first two seasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's been. I was the season he's been in the team, or at least been on the bench. And he, as a youngster, he was so exciting. He was brilliant. He was a brilliant, yeah. brilliant young player. But he, he's like the modern day equivalent of people who went up, grew up with. Bonds and yeah, and um, Alvin Martin, you know, for a long yeah. period of their career, of their fan career, he would they would have been ever present, and so he was noble. Um, and you know what you say about Mark is, you know, he's going to put hundred percent in because a fan, and I think that's a mm. huge thing. You know, you know, particularly, mm. I mean, you know, more than anyone, you know, with players, you know, West Ham players, all they are, all fans ask is putting it, put it in. 100%. If you put in hundred percent, if you're not the best player in the world, that ain't your fault. Yeah, because. That someone's bought you and someone's picked you in that position, but as you try, that's yeah. what I mean. You know, and more often than not, it'll, it'll work out. And he's yeah, he's done very well. He's also tops towards he won off the Canio's Premier League record. I know it's not yes. hundreds of goals, but it's still still a be a great achievement to finish his career as our top Premier League appearance maker and top goal scorer. And it will be. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, because I, I was doing it the other day for one of the uh, one of the one of my game shows, and we had uh, it was t- yeah top Premier League goal scorers like top ten. But mm. I think, yeah, he was, yeah, he is. He carries 49, I think he's 48. And then I think it's Colton, maybe, or something like that. And then it's, yeah, and then it's, and it's Antonio, um, quite. Yeah, yeah Antonio's, Antonio's near the top now. I think he's 37 or something. I something about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, another, another 10. I mean, he could even beat it this season easily. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, I, I just think he's, oh, I just think he's brilliant. I love Mark Noble. Yeah, I love him. You can't, man. Uh, no, you can't. And obviously, I've, I'm, obviously, I'm fortunate enough to see, to obviously be at the games. And. Mm. That Chelsea game when he wasn't in the team, he was in the squad. He literally was. I I was watching him because he sat in a disabled um, mm. on the seats. That's because they're already already socially distanced. They're already at least two metres apart to put the wheelchairs in. So um, he was watching it like a fan, yeah. not like a clubman. So I get every that. ball kicking, and then yeah. as soon as the final whistle, he jumped over that barrier and ran down ran down in the tunnel like a little kid would. Yeah, to to meet his fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just like he just thought, you know what? No one's picked that. I've been. I was gutted because I should have videoed that because that would have just been. Everyone yeah. knows it, but it just it just shows you. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, it really it, does. He knows it's not being picked up or anything on camera. But uh, yeah, super nobs. Super nobs. Yeah, I'm happy. Who's with next? That. I'll go. So I'm playing obviously two two wingers, two up front, yeah. left wing. I'll go with probably my little my favourite player as a kid growing up, Matthew Etherington. Yes. I was a very left footed player myself. Played a bit on the wing when I was. Uh, 
attempting to be a player, but he he's just brilliant when he's rapid, yeah, good quality balls in. He just I just remember he's a proper throwback winger, and you don't see anyone like him anymore, really. Very true, very true. And I loved him. I, I think every shot I had for about the first ten would have Edrington eleven on the back or whatever it was, and it was some player. Not like not like fucking James and Boogers. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, but yeah, no, he's true, and he's uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm I echo exactly everything he said. I mean, like when we interviewed him, I introduced him as the last West last proper West Ham winger we've had. Yeah, probably not now because Bowen. I think because Bowen, I think he's got that. Yeah, he's just like you know old school winger, and you know mm. loves the cl- and you and everyone you've picked, you know. You know, it's like Cobb I think that's a like big that. part of it. Yeah, it has to have some relation. I think that's for me, particularly players I like. They've got to have some form of uh, connection to the club, except one man. Yeah. But yeah, there's a. Uh, yeah, I just feel like I connect a lot more with people who obviously care about it and sort of represent what West Ham's like and uh, like as people, like as a club and style of football. And Everington was that crash bang wallop. He just get the ball, beat his man, whip it in, and no wonder Harewood and Demore and they tends to score quite a few each season because they had a boat like him whipping it in. Yeah, because, I mean, and again, it was just such an easy, you know, football mm. can be so easy. You have wingers yeah. on the right on the right foot for their foot, uh, not inverted. I, that's the one, I hate inverted wingers. Yeah. Um, just cross it in and then <laughs> in the man cross it in. And as long as you've got someone there, I mean, you see you, you see the effect, you know, if you had, like, like nowadays, like, you know, with Bowen, it's like, Take it to the wing, cross it in. If you mm. have Haller there, he's he's a big enough boy to take it in. And yeah, Haller Suchek. That's what he's the exact type of player we would need now. You're right with yeah. Suchek arriving late. Suchek as well. I mean, you know, it's, it's you know perfect. It would he'd be. He'd love it. Late late break into the box, but um, yes, yeah. Mister Effington is in. He's in, and then on the right, I think uh, it has to be Dimitri Pia. He's yeah. Yeah, he's the best player I've ever, I've ever seen play for us. Too, Probably, yeah. luckily that season, I managed to go virtually every game. Maybe one away game we missed uh, with me and a couple of my pals. And it was honestly just a joy. I've never enjoyed going to watch games more than that. You just always had a chance. You knew something special was going to happen. You had this unbelievable player who was probably, for my money, the best player in the league that season, one of the best players in the world, as he proved at Euros and the Euros that summer. And I just thought... It was lucky. It was honestly a bit of an honour going to watch that and having a chance to beat everyone and and having probably the star man each week. And it was just, it's just such a shame the way it all panned out. But he really was unbelievable. It was nice having the like having someone in your team that everyone else wanted. Exactly. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's like when, yeah. you know, it's like sometimes you get oh, you know, oh, I really would like Diop or you know, not yeah, an example. But you know, I mean, everyone, all Loved my him. Tottenham fans mm. were like, oh. Oh, I'd love him at West Ham. I'd he was so Tottenham. good to watch. He really was. And he was just, you're right. It was just you go and you'd know that you're at Old Trafford, but you know they're just as much. Got fans there who are excited to see Pye. And we played such an attacking brand of football. Yeah. He he really was. Like, some, his performance against Newcastle at home and things like that, days like that. I don't think I've seen many better performances in the Premier League by any player, ever, whether West Ham or not. I don't think I've seen many players reach the level he did for us in certain periods of uh, of that season. And it was... It's just a shame the way it ended up, but we at least we got to see him. At least we had him for a bit. That's what I mean. We, it was a privilege to see him, wasn't it? It's was privilege yeah. to see arguably one of the best players in the world at the time play for mm. your club. Um, mm. It worked. 
I very much doubt that will ever happen again. But yeah, sadly not. And it's just like you're right. That season, just the stars all aligned, weren't it? You had yeah. The right player, the right manager, and him and Pyatt worked together that season. They were. <coughs> and it's just brilliant. And uh, we wouldn't have had that season without him. And no, there's no but... shadow of doubt. Okay. All right, Dimmy's in. Dimmy's in. Who is next? So it's the two up top. So I mean, first one would be easy to Canio. I think I watched. Only watched him right at the back end, obviously, of his West Ham career. Probably his last year and a half, I managed to catch bits and bobs of it. And obviously, had that fallout with Rhoda. So, I didn't see as much as I, w- I wish I did know when I look back at his career. But what a man, what a play. He's, you see all the videos come out now of him singing Bubbles, doing the lawnmower yeah. and things like that at home. He's just obsessed with the club, obsessed with the fans. And what a player as well. I wish I saw more in live. But what I have seen and what I did see was just... So talented. It's well, there's something. There's. I mean, I, I'm. I'm. I respect anyone who, who gets a tattoo because I'm. I, I'm just petrified of needles. So yeah. But to be inked with a club that you know you don't live near. It's not your. You know, he's got a West Ham. He's got West Ham yeah, tattoos. He's like fucking well. I mean, I haven't got West Ham tattoos. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well played. Um. But yeah, he was just box office. Absolute box office. He was mad as a, ba- uh, a box of frogs, whatever the expression is. Yeah. And I think that's why West Ham fans loved him because he was just like this mirror image of most West Ham. Yeah, and he's just like we we love a nutter. I mean, you know, he was a nutter. Yeah. But he had passion. He had the song, and we love a player with a good song. It's true. It's um, like Pi, obviously Pyre, and you know, yeah. with with Di Canio and but he used. Yeah, there was a story someone told, and I say it's loads of times. Apologies if I keep saying it to everyone mm-hmm. who listens. But there's a story that I think Michael Clifford, who I, the guy I interviewed, mm-hmm. you know, you should check. Honestly, he's got so many. I think he's got about seven hundred and twenty odd match worn shirts. It's mental how many match worn shirts. And um, he was interviewing Paolo. Uh, and he was at Chadwell Heath, and he could hear, it was raining, and he, it was a cup game, and he wasn't in the squad, so he was training, mm. and he could hear someone whistling the Paolo Di Canio song for about 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, <laughs> yeah. and then out walks Paolo. Of course he does, yeah. In the shower, he's come out of the shower, so he had like a towel wrapped around his, like, his, his, sec- his below yeah. half, like, you know, bronze, the Donis, towel oh. like, draped over his shoulders, you know, <laughs> sing his own fucking song you like know what it's like it's just, but you don't but you wouldn't it wouldn't surprise you hearing no, that story because he's brilliant he's just such a character like he's got the, the Premier League legends thing on Sky Sports and you see some of his like fellow pros chatting about him and they're like honestly he's absolutely mental like I don't know if you watch Tubes the soccer game he, he's yeah, yeah. about it with Billard and talking about some of the stories and you just think see I'm pretty ruthless in that dressing room but what a player like i love him i absolutely loved him oh, he's absolutely mad right okay pdc yeah. is in who yeah. is the last piece next to him is i would love i'd do anything to have seen this uh these pair play together but it'd be tevez oh, it'd nice. be tevez yeah. with, with pyatt behind him as well yeah exactly i think it would be uh some formidable front for that but he's um yeah, we didn't see the best of him even. I know it sounds ridiculous and he did keep us up, but I still don't think we saw the best of him. We saw no. a, a few months spurts and right at the end when we needed it in the business end, which uh, obviously ultimately kept us up. But um, yeah, he, he was just uh, one of the best strikers in the world for so long. And it wasn't like he left West Ham and took a few years to hit the level. He left West Ham and instantly was one of the best in the world and went on to win Champions Leagues with United and everything. And you just thought, what a player, how do we get him? The excitement of seeing a bloke there who was in the Argentina World Cup squad who everyone in Europe wanted, yet he was at us. It was just a 
good moment, another good moment of having someone who really shouldn't be at West Ham but was there and uh, what a player. Yeah, I know. It's 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 one of those. It it's funny because I've interviewed lots of lots of. I've been very fortunate to interview lots of the players around mm. that time. Um, and one of the questions I always ask them is like, "What was it? What was it like? <laughs> what was it like to like turn up at Chadwick and these two Argentinian internationals are here, and like they every one of them just was like it's just the most, it was the most bizarre thing. Yeah, it's, like, you don't assume." We're in that that because it, it for that that sort of it put us into an, a a new level in terms of our transfer activity, yeah. wasn't it? It's like I remember people slapping my back in the office. Yeah, well done, Russ. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, like, you did it. I was integral to the negotiation process. Yeah. Me, Scott Duxbury, and uh, and uh, Kia Yakubu. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just and, it, and it's funny because they all come with different stories and how mm. you know uh, apparently Maserano was really wanting to learn the English culture and was mm. like having lessons. Tevez didn't want to, didn't want to, but didn't had less um, committed to it, co- less committed to learning. But yeah. he wanted to be involved in the team side, and so he literally would go everywhere with his interpreter. So much so that Anton tells a story where they went to a nightclub up London. And mm. Tevez turned up with his interpreter, and so Tevez is on the dance floor, like proper like Argentinian tango, yeah, down there, sweating profusely. Yeah, you can imagine him, and and the the interpreters on the dance floor, like it was bloody hell. Trying to like, <laughs> like being a wingman, that's it. Yeah, exactly. like proper wingman. But yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, Tevez gave us those, those and you know, some like. Yeah, it was the moment. Yeah, it was, it was that like, Tottenham game, wasn't it? Because he was yeah. so unlucky. I remember even before he he, he hadn't scored, and every, everything yeah. would hit the bar or would just oh, go really past, and, and then that release of that goal coming in. And I think then, by all accounts, by interviewing some of the players, that really made a massive impression on him because he sort of came out because yeah. we saw like Mark Noble crying and mm. realised what it meant to be a West Ham player, mm. and then he was just he just put it up a gear and was yeah, just incredible. And I think uh, it's he's he's one of the few ones who will sort of always, even though he's there for such a small period of time, he's always remembered re- fondly. I don't have a single no single West Ham fan really who no. doesn't have anything but love for him. And he's one of the few we've had over the last few years who became a bit of a bit of a hero at the time. And it was just yeah, he was just one of those even coming back, isn't it? Yeah. As a player, you know, it's like he brought back the you know exactly, really yeah. Yeah, playing for United. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. Um, yeah, you you get that. You know, he left in the right way, um, yeah. if you can leave in the right way. But he did, and uh, yeah, he's just. I mean, he he openly said the other day, wasn't it? it was a few yeah. a few weeks ago that he the only team he'd go back into Europe would be for West Ham. Yeah, it's like, amazing that really. You know, you yeah, you won the title at City and probably won something United, United and Juventus, yeah. and no, you want to come back to. Well, it won't be Chad Weave. Come rush Green now. He's he's we're gone yeah. up in the world, so I don't have to go near the. Uh, I have to go near the Moby Dick um, golf golf <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the A12. But uh, yeah. Anyway, Tom, it's been it's been brilliant, mate. It's been Cheers, mate. it's been an emotional it. journey. So um, no, thank you so much for your time, man. And uh, obviously, everyone, I know you do anyway, but make sure you subscribe to the Old West End podcast. Keep uh, Will and James and Tom happy uh, by showing them some love. Um, and until the next time, from me and Tom, take care, everyone. Stay safe. That's very important, particularly at the moment. Um, come on, you irons, and uh, we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.